Earthbed Muscle is a grassroots supplement company created by some of the best strength coaches in the United States to provide their athletes with wholesome supplements. Earthbed Muscle has changed the supplement industry with their minimal ingredient approach to sports nutrition. Dane's platform is also brought to you by the Acceleration Diet. The Acceleration Diet is a customized weight loss program catered to each individual, their needs, and their schedule. Accelerate your metabolism today with the Acceleration Diet. Finally, Dane's platform is also brought to you by Holistic Encapsulations. Holistic Encapsulations provides organic hemp extract with an incredible 27 to 1 CBD ratio. Loaded with CBDs, hemp extract has been shown to decrease anxiety, have a positive impact on cancer, improve sleep, improve brain function, and decrease inflammation. Head over to HolisticEncapsulations.com today and get on the path to holistic recovery. Alright, so we're here with another episode of Gaines Platform. I'm sitting in a hotel room that's a little echoey in uh, in uh, Senior Pan Ams at, uh, in the Dominican Republic. So I'm fortunate enough to have Sean Waxman with me. Sean, thanks for being on the podcast. My pleasure. And so... Sean owns Waxman's Gym, which is based out of uh, Los, Los Angeles. An- yep, Los Angeles, California, and he's the coach for Caitlin Hogan, and he also helped coach uh, Ali Ludwig to the World Championships last year. He had uh, Caitlin Hogan on the World Championships last year, and I think Caitlin is probably—I mean, she's like my favorite lifter ever. Uh, maybe Me too, not, <laughs> yeah, especially in the U.S. right now, outside of my my own team. But I love just seeing her lift and the intensity she brings, and I think that her intensity sort of embodies like the culture that you've created in yeah. the gym. So, Sean's also worked with guys like Frank Trigg, who fought in the UFC, uh, Lyoto Machida, who's been in the UFC. He's been in Pride. Uh, I think he's been in Pride. Um, who sure. else have you worked with? Mac Danzig, uh, Vladimir uh, Mosachenko, I, I trained. Uh, so I worked out of Rico Ciparelli's okay. gym, the okay. original Raw training center, which became R1. Okay. So I was like the in-house strength conditioning guy. Okay. And that was an incredible experience. Rico is a phenomenal coach, one of the best coaches I've ever seen. And I got a chance to watch those guys train. This is in the beginning, early days of MMA. Right. And... Uh, they really had a great thing going there for a long time. I actually think that that's the first time, so I want to say it was like 2008, and I had just returned home from training with Dr. B, like the fall, maybe it was 2009, and I remember seeing like, you know, this is like five years after YouTube was started, a, a video of like Machida snatching off of two boxes or something like that. <laughs> and I remember sitting there like, oh shit, Machida's doing, you know, snatches or something. And it was like made on like iMovie on right. one of the old Mac tops or whatever, or MacBooks or whatever. So I, that, I think that's like my first exposure to you. And I didn't piece that together until probably you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so, Sean, go over like your background as an athlete yeah. and, and, and what how you got into the sport of weightlifting, how you've gotten into uh, even further into like sports performance and then where you're at with your business and all that. I was uh, an athlete my whole life. Uh, my dad was a coach, my coach, baseball. And so I uh, played a bunch of sports throughout uh, high school and um, always really strength training was always – a big thing for me. I watched my dad lift when I was a kid, and, uh, and when he finally let me lift, I, I just it really it did something to me. Yeah. You know, it really, I don't know. It, it was sometimes you do something once, and it's like, okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I knew this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be involved with 
wanted to be in a weight room for my rest of my life. I mean, that's where I felt most comfortable. And uh, all my choices from that moment, from like when I was right around 13 on, have been to allow me to be in a, in, in a, a, in a, in a gym yeah. for, for my whole life. So it's, uh, uh, I had, uh, it, it influenced my choices of school, what I wanted to do. And I originally wanted to be involved in strength and conditioning because it wasn't really a weightlifting coaching right. thing, you know, in the 80s. But where'd you go to college at? Uh, undergrad, I graduated from uh, Cortland State. Okay. PE. So Jack Daniels was a distance coach. Jack Daniels, yeah. yes. Uh, I mean, legendary. Yeah. Um, and uh, did uh, PE in biology and then graduate school at My college State. coach actually went to Cortland. Really? Mark Gottdanker is his name. Probably came after me. Yeah, he he's, might be like 42, 43. Okay. Maybe he's a little older now, actually. Yeah, he's younger than But me. he'd be a little bit younger than you. Um, and uh, great experience at Cortland. I mean, it was just a real vibrant community. Everybody wanted to be an athlete. You know, it was like, when I went, it was like 5,000 students and 3,500 PE majors. Everybody yeah. played a sport or you know, varsity or club. So did you play football in college? Yeah, I played football okay. in Cortland. Okay. Um, and uh, I... Went to grad school after that uh, for uh, biomechanics, kinesiology at Long Beach State to study with Dr. Garhammer. Okay. And um, and then to be a weightlifter with Bob Takano. Okay. So, and, but under the guise of, hey, I got to learn how to do this stuff so I can teach it. You know, I wanted to, I originally got into weightlifting not so much because I wanted to be a weightlifter primarily. Uh, I wanted to be a weightlifter so I can really have a visceral understanding of the snatch and clean and jerk, so I can better teach these things. Right. Because I, I knew that these are the, I wanted to teach this to athletes. Uh, and the, I did it full time for probably seven or eight years, and then uh, I got disenchanted with strength and conditioning because of the way the, the, the feel, the, just the profession's kind of strange times, man. Yeah. Strange times. It's just not at the highest levels where I wanted to be. I wanted to be like you know. I wanted to be the strength coach for the New York Giants. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, Johnny Parker uh, and Rob Panarello were right. uh, two of my kind of idols growing up. But and actually, Rob Panarello uh, did. He's he's actually the guy that introduced me to Olympic weightlifting okay. because I saw him as part of my rehab for my shoulder. I had my shoulder done uh, my freshman year. And uh, he was my therapist. And as like the last, as my bridge from therapy to performance, he had me do cleans. Okay. And he was the strength coach, assistant strength coach for the Giants when Johnny Parker was the head strength yeah, coach. Yeah, because the Giants used to have their training camp at Cortland. Yeah, no, no, Jets did. Oh, the Jets did, okay. So, okay. okay. Uh, so Rob Panarello actually taught me how to do the power, how to do the clean. Yeah. And uh, so that was really influential with me as well. But then I started to learn about strength and conditioning at the highest levels from him. Yeah. And I said, wow, that's something I really you know, would want to do. And then it just, the profession got really strange, man. It, it took this weird turn. And, and I did it, uh, I did some professional strength and conditioning. I was the head guy at uh, Long Beach Ice Dogs, which is the, the Kings farm team. Okay. And then I was assistant with the Kings. Uh, under uh, Joe, Dr. Joe Horrigan, and I found that you know, like the fifth level 
of decision making for your own athletes. Yeah. Right? You got ownership, yeah. you got management, yeah. you got medical, you got coaches, you know, the, the, the regular coaching staff and you got strength staff. Yeah. Like, so you have no impact. No impact. Yeah. So and it's always Whereas you could have like the direct the best impact in theory could be from the strength coach. Oh yeah. yeah. And you talk about injury prevention and yeah. I mean look, these guys at this level, they're such great athletes. It's yeah, not yeah. like you're gonna, you're not you're gonna make them that much better. Well, but. what you're gonna do is you're gonna. I always say, and uh, the, you know, Michael Jordan did weightlifting. You know, Alvin Mill was his coach yeah. uh, early on. And Mike. And Mike, right, right. right. So Mike knows this as very well. Uh, Mike Tone we're talking about. Right. Um, and you know, Jordan did like, power cleans and front squat, all that stuff. Didn't make Michael Jordan better right. at basketball, but what it did is it made him be able to maintain his excellence uh, longer over period, over a game, over a season, or over a career. Right. So Absolutely. when you talk about elite level athletes, yeah. that's what good strength and conditioning is do. It's, you, yeah. know, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. You, know, you just <laughs> yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. what you can do is you can keep them healthy and you can keep them performing at a higher level mm-hmm. for longer. But the way the restrictions are now, even at some of the college programs, you know, with the time restriction, yeah. you really the impact that a strength coach has now, especially with revenue sports like football and basketball, is less because of the the time that you're allowed to spend with them and the the how they're training these kids. They're yeah. training them not to get hurt. They're not yeah. training them to get better. They're not really like pushing them no. hard to, to, to reach a new limit with, with within their own body. No, they're not. And on top of that, you got some of your top what we consider top strength coaches I mean, excuse my language, you know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially in, in te- technically. I, I think we were talking, I was talking about this last night, or it might have even been this morning, where I'm sitting there, I'm like, think about these guys and the fact that they don't have to worry about a business. They don't have to worry about equipment. No, they don't have to worry about overhead. They don't have to right. worry about these, these kids, even with their, for most of them, they don't have to worry about their grades or any of that oh, bullshit. Right. And these guys still struggle to actually like increase it. their sports performance. And then you get a, then you and I, and I'm like, I'll have parents come in like, well, the, the strength coach at Kutztown University, dude, get the fuck out of here! I don't give a fuck who that guy is. He's a joke. Like, what right. the? Why do you fucking buy into this guy? But so anyway, give me, give me like what you did in the sport of Olympic weightlifting as an athlete, and then and then you know if we can get into yeah. where you're at right now with your gym and how you've developed, especially with Caitlin being such a fucking savage like how I, I want to get into like sure. what your, your training your training philosophy and theory and all that uh, I was a uh, I was a decent weightlifter I mean I did okay uh, oh and go into that Adidas commercial oh that was great <laughs> that's it that saved my ass money financially at least for a year I, I, blew, I blew all the money and this is when you make good money off of commercials yeah, yeah. Um, but I was I was good. I, I was I was I was okay. Okay. Um, I did. You know, I was around one fifty five, one ninety guy. Did you make teams or no? Okay. I was like always like kissing. Okay. The you know kissing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wasn't. Ju- I never kind of. I was. Uh, so I was top fifteen one, uh, for a couple of uh, uh, periods. Okay. So I made like what they would consider like a I guess national team or whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Like at the but I was always like. You know, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Okay. Um, and uh, I, uh, I had some. You know, it's interesting. I had some performance issues early on. 
So I had this crazy athleticism. I mean, 36 inch vertical. I mean, yeah. over 10 foot broad. I mean, I was like, I had all the raw material. Right. But I just the, the the mental part of it. I had a hard time. For some reason, like I can play, I can play a sport in front of a huge crowd, a team sport, and not have a problem. But then when I stepped on the platform, it yeah, it, it was a little because I you know football and you know, all the other sports I was involved in. I mean, you turn it on and you're like going. Yeah, right, yeah, and you're like yeah, going, yeah, yeah. and you can't do that. It's a whole different, yeah. Weightlifting is very weightlifting is similar to, for me. It's throwing. very similar to throwing, exactly very the same similar. as throwing. I, yeah, I've, I've done one meet, and I went what five for six, and you know, I, I not that I did well, but I hit a one forty five snatch, and it's like it was so it was exactly right. how a, a track meet is. And it's I like, didn't have those experiences yeah, growing up. Yeah. You know that I didn't, nothing felt the same as weightlifting to me mentally. Right. So it took me a little time to kind of figure that out. And then kind of once I figured that out, my my I was beat up. Okay. And I just kind of missed the like the both. I didn't have both coming up at the same time. Right. So uh, you didn't have the mental side going along right. with the physical. Side. So I, I got the mental side at the end, but yeah. by that time I was so I was so beat up. Okay. And I just couldn't put it together physically. But great experience. You know? Yeah. And then uh, I uh, I got out of coaching weightlifting, uh, just strength and conditioning right after I, I stopped. I think I, I tried to make a run for 2000 and then I, an injury forced me to retire in 2001, like right around 2000. And then I transitioned into business okay. full time and doing strength and conditioning. And, and that's, and I was like around 2000, 2001. So I've been in the, in that business since then. So eight years ago, I opened up Waxman's gym right. with just weightlifting. By the way, I want to go over. Give me give me your shirt because I'm a huge political yeah. person. <laughs> and and I, when I first saw your shirt, yeah. I, I don't know if this is on purpose, but like anarchy and, yeah. and you know, I mean, my first thought was actually a cover of Rage, of Rage Against the Machine. Uh, sure. Album. But I, I want to I know... What is yeah. the, the, the logo? Because I think it's the best logo of weightlifting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm a big uh, fan of propaganda art. Okay, okay. So I have a collection of you know, uh, old Russian and Cuban and just like Cold War stuff. And, right. and uh, I just love the, the, vi- the visual yeah. of that. Uh, and I drew from that. Okay. So it's all it's I all stuff. you did a really good job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, so my, one of my good friends, Mike uh, Dietry, is... Uh, Top level artist, okay. like, a, like a really well known artist and uh, brand developer. He worked with Adidas and Maddox and like big companies to develop their brand. Okay. So this is one of my good friends, right? right? So he and I, you know, any any logo thing that I've ever done, any design thing I ever do, I call him up. <coughs> we work really well together. Uh, I've. I have a good eye for art. I just can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's like my. You can visualize it, but not yes. together. So I, can, he and I will sit down and we'll talk and we'll go back and forth. And he understands what I'm like. By this time, we've worked together for a while. Yeah. He understands what I'm trying to do, and then we have these really cool uh, conversations, and we get we get it to exactly the way. And he knows like my sensibilities. He knows what I like. Yeah. So I'll say, here's what I'm looking for. Here's the feeling that I want to want to get off of this. And he'll okay, I'll come back with something. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Now let's just change this right. a little bit, this and that. So it's a great working relationship. So uh, I'm fortunate that uh, that and Mike. Was, I met Mike through uh, at the, the MMA gym at okay. Raw, and okay. I actually introduced him to his wife. Oh, sweet! Right. And uh, and I actually 
uh, his wife was good. She made a junior world team okay. in weightlifting. Okay. And uh, I, I was at a high school. So this is all related to that fucking. Love yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, my. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I was at a uh, one of the local high schools. One of my friends was a strength coach, and uh, she's a little Asian girl. Yeah. And, I, and she, she was playing basketball, running around the court. And I told my friend, because my friend was was her coach. I said, she could be the weightlifter. She's, she's going to be great weightlifter. Yeah. And uh, he's like, how do you know? Well, her legs well, are short. Well, you could just tell the way yeah. she moved on the court. Yeah. Stacy Suyama, she okay. was she was good, and she, she's made a junior world team. And, okay. And, uh, but anyway, so that's my history with the with, okay. the with the logo. All right, so get us get us into the the Adidas commercial before I start asking <laughs> yeah. you six hundred questions to try so, and s- steal your training system. That initially Adidas came to look. At one of the other athletes at the gym. Okay. And I, I didn't know who they like. I didn't know who they were. I mean, I when when I was training, I was like an animal. Yeah. You know, I just didn't care what anything was going on. So they came in to look at uh, one of our other our top lifters, Mike Andrade. Okay. And um, they, I was training, and I had missed a lift, and I launched a fucking desk across the across <laughs> the room. You know, it was like it was in the, we, we trained in the back of a classroom. It was like one of those like desks. That had the chair, yeah, 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 yeah. the metal and the yeah. they're, they're not they're not light. So I missed the lift and I just I launched this thing across the room, and then they're like, okay, we want him. <laughs> so I stole the commercial from yeah, him. That's awesome. And then uh, you're a performer. Yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't even know what was going even on without performing. You didn't, you didn't I am right. It's not my fault. And we shot that commercial in in L.A. Uh, uh, those of you know. Uh, Los Angeles on 405 like when you get into the valley on a, if you go in uh, north on the left hand side like right around uh, right around where the 101 exit is there's a the a dam support yeah, yeah, yeah. the dam yeah. and it's this big vast like empty concrete area and we shot it in there in the middle of freaking March okay. it was fucking cold okay so I, I must have clean and jerked 140 kilos probably 50 times that's awesome and uh it was cool and yeah. you know they paid me pretty well and it's good and uh uh it was cool because like right around that time just before that i got a a champion commercial so the first audition i ever went on so my friend i was telling you about sean wilborn yeah yeah was hooked up with this agent the commercial agent and he said oh, let's give him a call and you know he'll, they anytime they need a specialty they'll they'll call you for an audition so like within a month, I got this call. It was right around the Olympics, the '96 Olympics. Yeah. So you get a call. I said, "Oh, we need a weightlifter." Okay, great. Uh, it was for champion. Yeah. So I, I show up, and I got the commercial because I was the only one that can snatch a clean and jerk. Yeah, yeah. And they were actually looking for like they had Olympians uh, from different sports on this but commercial. Can snatch a clean and jerk. But uh, so they had like well they, they they recruited volleyball players and this so they all had, it's different athletes in the commercial so this was the weightlifting audition. Okay. So. I sh- I was able to what was it how did I so I was like, oh you're right I was I was the only one able to snatch uh, snatch a clean jerk that was my first audition and I got it yeah. I made a ton of money yeah and I was like oh this is easy I, I could just get keep a- doing this yeah just keep on doing this lifting in a well, well no it was like I don't have to like you know I was bouncing and doing all kind of shit yeah. to make money I'm like oh yeah. I just could do this well little did I know that, you know, <laughs> that that's not how it works yeah. so I, I did three commercials I did another one I did a Ford commercial with uh, what's his name from uh, Mike Rowe okay from, yeah, yeah, uh, from Dirty Jobs yeah and the only reason I got that is I was the only so they, the audition was uh, you walk into this room and they had this giant anvil yeah. on the floor 
because the commercial was uh, uh, you actually had a lift. So Owen Haugen, I did. He was in that commercial too. Yeah. yeah. So the you know, the guys that there was uh, they needed four guys. So uh, three of us were the only three that can lift the anvil. And the fourth guy they got was a bigger guy, but he was the guy that was doing the talking. So okay. He was like an actor, yeah. and he couldn't lift shit. So the whole commercial, it's the three of us. It was like a, it was a, it was a full cage full of rocks, yeah. and we actually had to lift this goddamn thing onto the truck. Okay. And it was only three of us doing it because this fourth guy was useless. <laughs> so you know, so it's basically, and the other guy, Owen, obviously is. And Mike Rowe was just randomly in that. Yeah, he was talking. He was okay. He was okay. talking. So Owen and I were basically doing well, mostly probably Owen because that guy's a freaking yeah. monster. Yeah, yeah. He, and uh, so doing that, lifting that thing, and I, my Achilles was. It was terrible at that time. Okay. So I was limping around, and I didn't want to give up the you know the doing the commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just was like just dealing with it. That was a that was a rough one. Okay. But the food was good. <laughs> the food was good on site. Yeah, craft services was awesome. <laughs> they had barbecue. Well, and the fucking whole. Mike Rose there, it better be. It was great. I have my own trailer yeah. with my name on it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it's it's Ford. I mean, they got money. So uh, it was fantastic. So that was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So so I want to go in. I want to go into Caitlin because yeah. This is something for from me, you know, uh, USA Weightlifting will contact me about throwers and getting in on right. these guys and stuff and trying to develop people. And, and for those who don't know, Caitlin Hogan is the best 53K weightlifter in the U.S. and Probably going to be in the Pan Americans, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, hopefully in the next couple, what, tomorrow, two days from two now. Two days. And you know, she, what time, when did she start weightlifting? Uh, she started, what, uh, two and a half years ago, maybe? Okay, so, so she's 28, 27? 28, 28, I think now. She was an ice hockey player. So in two and a half, three years, let's just say it's three years. Yeah, three years. You've gotten this woman to be the best potentially in the Western Hemisphere. Probably in the Western Hemisphere in the next right. in the next couple of days. And not only that, she got fifth at Worlds, right? Sixth. Sixth at Worlds. And she's... She's broken the clean and jerk world or clean and jerk American record. No, not yet. Uh, total. 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 She okay. has the total. Uh, hopefully, you know, if things go right, she'll have all. She'll have everything. Okay. And 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 she's somebody competitive wise. I, I and then this is no not a knock on you. I don't know if you've really ever had to do anything with her from a competitive edge because she has no. the fucking edge. She has the switch. She has everything. But you've taken this chick and and run with her mental side and developed her into a world-class weightlifter in three years. And for those who don't understand how difficult that is, this is a sport that takes fucking years to get good at. You know, you just laid out your whole career that you spent fucking yeah, you know, 10 time. years, 15 years trying to be top 10 in the U.S. or top five in the U.S. and you didn't, you didn't accomplish that. No. And, and this is someone, that, you know, this is a testament to your coaching capability. And to Caitlin as as an individual and as a worker and as a weightlifter and and so I want to know you know first I want to know like when someone like her comes in and, and you you know did, did you test her did you did you sit there and be like you know let's just let me teach you how to snatch holy fuck you're legit you know please stay here or is it just like you know, walk us through that the first six months of working with her well I was working with a lot of cro- high level CrossFitters okay and then I would watch I went to to regional for CrossFit and I'd see her compete yeah and you could just I, mean, I knew I didn't know her right but I knew, I would watch her and I just watched the way she handled herself not so much in the successes but when she failed yeah and I was this I mean she's just like she, the way she was built right um and 
you know the same thing that you guys feel that that energy mm-hmm. you know that competitive fire right I mean it's it's palpable I know this sound, I want to say this out of everybody who's on this trip I am not intimidated I haven't even said a word to Caitlin because I'm so yeah. fucking intimidated by her like, everybody else is like, whatever they're you know who they you know they're normal people with her I'm just like fuck dude like yeah, she's she's, she's a real deal so like but she came to me okay. uh, so we had a mutual friend uh, Joe Bailey oh Joe Bailey I don't know him he's a thrower okay uh, he went to UCLA I was just gonna say is he is, does he live in PA now no I don't know actually. I don't know. He might. I, I I can't imagine moving out of California. Okay. Uh, There's a guy from UCLA that threw that moved to Bethlehem. But I don't know if that's true. But you know, Joe's a sixty-something foot okay. shot putter. You know, good. Yeah. Uh, so they knew each other. Okay. And I think Joe basically sent her to me. All right. Uh, I used to train with Joe a little bit when he was throwing. Okay. Um, and uh, she wanted to get better for CrossFit because. Uh, you know she's small mm-hmm. and after just a few times of coming in I be, I showed her the American records and I said look I'm not, I'm not I don't, CrossFit is fine but it's it's for you you're never going to be yeah you're a little great. too short you're a little little light I mean those girls are freaking monsters yeah they're 165 you're, pounds I mean you can set the record in your weight class and still be at the bottom against right. these girls right. I said you know if you want to you, know, you can I said, within two years, you can have these records, mm-hmm. uh, or, or be pretty damn close to them, right. and you can have a career in weightlifting that's that's good. Yeah. And I said, just think about it, and you know, let me know if you want to be great in something. Weightlifting is something you can be great in. You just tell this. Everything that you see about her is the things that I saw. Yeah. And I know I could teach. You know, I could teach a, a guy that can't walk and chew gum how to snatch a clean right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's your know, technique was bad, yeah, but it th- that doesn't matter to me. Right. I mean, you feel f- it's what it I do, it. yeah. Um, <laughs> but she was ready to go. Like I, I, I don't like I, I don't, I don't. The great thing, so the, the great thing about Caitlin is it's it, it truly allows me to just worry about her pro her programming. Because she's so consistent in everything that she does, right. I know that when I change a stress, a stressor in the training, and the, I get a particular result, I know it's because of what I'm doing yeah, yeah. with the training. Yeah, you don't, I don't worry, worry about, about drinking or nothing. or fucking doing something stupid. No, yeah. no. I mean, she's as I mean, she's at least as talented as uh, everybody that's placing in the top five or six. They're all talented yeah you know they're all you know there's no one that's standard deviations better than anybody else right, right so I knew that she had that ability and it was up to me to you know with the programming to get her to that to, to that point um, but she's remarkable in in how she handles herself outside she's more impressed it's more impressive to me what she does outside of, yeah. of training yeah uh, because as athletes you show up you do what the coach says you know that's not hard well, it is for some, but uh, but to me, when that last when that last lift hits the ground, you know that the, the next you know twenty two hours. Yeah. What, what is she eating? What is she doing what mobility are you doing? wise? What is she, is right. she meditating? Is she visualizing? She has that dialed in. Yeah. So to me, I sit back and I just you know I'm I'm thinking about how to get her better without worrying about all the other 
bullshit. So, so from from a programming perspective, yeah. do you sit there. You know, do you use a lot of variations? Do you use boxes? Do you use do you, do you base everything off of a squat? Do you base everything off of for pulls? Do you or do you sit there and say, you know, this is where we need to be. This is where I need your squat to get to, or this is where we need to be. This is where we need your snatch or your power snatch to be at. Whatever, like like walk us through. Yeah. What when when you're sitting down and you're about to type, you know, Caitlin Hogan programmed to become right. a fucking world champion. <laughs> walk us through like your thought process. To me, it's about balance. It's about balance, and you know there are certain exercises that the exercises that we use in weightlifting should all be related. Yeah. So I think that, and this helps us determine where the focus of the training is going to be. So I look at certain exercise, all the exercises, and compare them to each other. So having enough strength, which means you know having a back squat that's within within a certain range. Right. Um, and once that happens, so to your point, this next meet we want we're preparing for this number. Yeah. Then we work backwards. What do you? What do we need? Along the way. Along the way to get. So yeah. if we want, you know, we want to snatch a clean and jerk this much, then how much do you have, should you be squatting, you know, front and back? Yeah. How much should you be power snatching, power clean and jerk? You know. Uh, so go into that. Like, like what if you say, let's just say the number is 100K. Okay. She's got a clean and jerk 100 kilos. What what do you see her back squat needs to be at? What do you see her front squat needs to be at? What do you see her I I want... I want, uh, for 100 kilo clean and jerk, I would want a back squat that's ideally uh, between uh, 125, 130. Okay. 120 is okay too. Mm -hmm. uh, it depends on how- On how much pop. How, uh, how much, uh, how, how easily they come out of the bottom. Okay. I want a front squat that's gonna be uh, around 110, 115. So would you look uh, at, would you look at front squat as like a single or would you sit there and say- So here's my, so, I use front squat single and triple. Okay. So the single is, to me, is about uh, rising from the clean. Yeah. The the triple is about the jerk. Okay. Because the time it takes to do a triple in the in the uh, in the rhythm that I want yeah. is about the same time as a clean and jerk. So I'm talking about like the you know the, the endurance of the torso. Mm -hmm. So to me that tells me the torso is ready. To handle the jerk on the triple because of the of the of the time under tension. So what would you want her triple at if we're gonna? What you what what we want her to clean and jerk okay. for a third attempt? Okay. So uh, that's what I, I like. I also want to see around between ninety and ninety three percent clean and double jerk. Okay. I think doing that and that's something I've experimenting with this last training cycle and I think I'm going to add it in as a like a, as a as a standard. Yeah. Because that second jerk is going to feel a lot like that 100% on the platform. Right. Physically, it's going to be you know, being able to lower it and then reset yep. and go do it again. I, so I think that that's going to be an important measure moving forward. Uh, power snatch, power clean and jerk uh, is going to be roughly 80%, 78, 82 okay. in, in, the, in that range. Uh, so and, her her clean her power clean jerk would be around eighty or, or seventy eight to eighty two. Yes, her snatch would be around um, her best snatch would be around seventy eight to eighty two kilos, and then her power snatch would be around sixty four to something 66. along those lines. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so based all based off of a hundred kilo. Yes, jerk. 
Yes. Just to keep it simple for me. Yes. No, no, of course. Yeah. Well, because the only thing that matters is a clean and jerk. No, Caitlin's going to go out and fucking clean and jerk 110 plus, you know, 115. Yes. That'd be fucking sick. Dude. Yes. That's the plan. <laughs> um, uh, when's this coming out? Uh, it'll probably be like Friday. I mean, what do you, when do you want it? Oh, I don't care. I just, well, because she's. Uh, do you want to make predictions and we put it out first? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I know what she's prepared, what we've been preparing for. Yeah. Uh, and but you know, it, I could wait to put it up. Uh, to put it, you putting out next Friday? Well, this coming Friday. Yeah, yeah it's fine. She's yeah. already going to give me yeah. competing. Yeah. So we, we prepared for ninety one and, and one eighteen. Fuck yeah. Okay. Uh, one eighteen. Holy fuck. Dude. So uh, we have a video of her. She she cleaned it, and then if the platform was like two feet longer, she would have made the jerk. Okay. She's walking with it a little okay. bit. Okay. But uh, the one eighteen is. It, it's, it's a nice to have that would be the Pan Am record okay uh, but I'm more looking forward towards Worlds because we didn't peak for this mm -hmm. 100% yeah because Worlds is the more, more important meet right so uh, but you know how it is in international competition you, you have to take what yeah yeah so so do you do any any partial movements like off a box yes or, so yeah. we'll, I do a lot of uh, I do a lot of uh, movements off the box like I want the box to be about 90, so a 100 kilo uh, clean and jerk, I want around uh, 90 to 92. Okay. Uh, actually, sorry, 95. Okay, so 95 off of one box or two? Uh, above the knee. Above the knee, okay, so um, about 12 inches of box. Well, it depends, not, not, not for you. Yeah, not for me, <laughs> for normal, yeah, normal. So, but, uh, yeah, so I... Uh, so you'll go, you'll go two boxes just above the knee, one box, yeah, chin, yes. Below the knee. I don't go below the knee too much. Okay. Um, so I'll. And go what do you see? What do you see as like that? The two box above the knee. What do you see as the best transfer with that lift? Velocity. Okay. Improve velocity yeah, of the body. And, catch, and catching. Uh. Or more just like they've got to fucking have serious pop. You got. You got to create that. You got to create Fast. that energy in a shorter distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and so it's multifaceted, like. The same exercise can be used in multiple different ways. If you have a beginner, you know, it's a teaching tool, yeah. right? If you have an advanced athlete, it can be to improve uh, velocity or it can be take the load off the back. Yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, the, the, that same exercise can be used in three different training blocks with three different uh, uh, purposes. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll use it, I'll use it in the beginning of the training cycle, uh, the, in the early training blocks to in, in couple it with uh, with when we're when we're doing some strength stuff to 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 give the back a break and to really improve that velocity, okay. I'll use it later in the later training blocks to give the back a break. Okay, you know, uh, so it really depends on on where you're at, the on, training, on where we're at in the training the cycle. But I'm a big believer in variety of exercise. I think that we talked a little bit about this earlier, but I think especially with drug-free lifters, you got to maintain a high average intensity. Yeah. And and the, and the way you can accomplish that without drugs is to keep on training, uh, changing the, the the training method. Yeah, and dude, I think that that what what you just said is to train a drug free weightlifter, you have to maintain a little bit higher average, average intensity. Yeah, and I think that's really fucking important for people to understand. And what does that mean? Is that that also means that it doesn't mean going ninety percent clean and jerk, ninety percent fucking snatch seven days a week. No. What, it, what it means is that. You might do uh, uh, to like above the knee clean and jerk at ninety percent right. of that 
of that specific lift or you're doing power clean and jerk right. at 90% of that specific lift. And I think that that's where people who, who may speak negatively about variations and stuff like that, that's where they're missing. They're, they're missing the, the loading parameter is going to be, you know, you could do it, let's just say, and I'm, I don't even think you do these, but maybe you do once in a while, but you know, you use a close grip snatch. Mm -hmm. If your best close grip snatch is fucking 70 kilos, you could you could work 60 to 70 kilos and you're never gonna get beat up because right. because the load is not that high, but right. the intensity is still yes. gonna be 90%. Yes, so that's exactly right. That's a good point. You have to find intensity yeah. in your training, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what it is. Right. So the idea is to, you think you have to be careful of with, uh, with drug fiatics is load. Yeah. You know, what's, the, what's the load? You have to manage the load. And uh, if you can find, like, instead of back squat, safety bar squat. Yeah. You know, because the effort, the intensity is, is, is going to be high, but the overall load is going to be a little bit lower. Right. You know, when you, when you, when you put the, the, the bar on boxes, you're cutting the energy load down because you're, you're shortening the, the distance. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you have to find these ways of pulling away and at the same time load. they're gonna they're gonna learn how to recruit motor units yes. faster because of the shorter distance yes so it's so it's, it's valuable you just have to be, be very you have to kind of you have to give some thought yeah. into the design you know it, it's it's you got to look at it as a as a uh as a bucket of stress you know what are you putting in and taking out yeah you know and you have to and that's what design and training is about it's about manipulating stress mm -hmm. So you have to find the what if the find a stressor. You have to you have to figure out what it does, how it affects you know uh, the athlete. What's the transferability of of that stress? How does it fit in? Yeah. And when do you use it? How much do you use it? Uh, these this is what designing training is all about. Is all about. Yeah. And you have big picture concepts that you have to that you should. Follow, everybody should have a, a process that they follow, but within that process, how it's going to look from athlete to athlete might be a little bit different. So, so answer this: it, it, you take somebody who's a fucking twenty-one-year-old male, mm -hmm. and he just wants to go out and pull plus, but he also wants to weightlift. Right. And you're sitting there, and you're making these the, this training system, and you're 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 trying everything that you you think should work. And it's not working because they're drinking three nights a week, you know, they're, they're right. ripping lines of blow and, and you're sitting there going, dude, like I'm trying everything. I'm throwing fucking everything at you in the kitchen sink and you're still not adapting. And that's, you know, then you figure out, you know, he's drinking. How do you handle somebody like that? Yeah, I mean, so without wanting to rip their head off. Effort in, effort out. So I will put the effort in that the athlete's putting in. Okay. Uh, you know, I have a finite amount of energy myself. Right. So I'm going to spend it on the athletes that I know are making this a priority. Right. And, and, and I'm not, look, if I'm not here to, look, I'm the last person to judge lifestyle. So when I was a lifter, I drove my coach crazy with my lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, but I won't, you know, I'll talk to them about it. But, you know, it's good. It's just a matter of I'm going to give what you give. And that's you know that's why I put so much into Caitlin. Yeah. Is because I get everything. Yeah. You know, she's giving everything to me. Yeah. So I'm gonna give everything back. I have other athletes who I you know I love, but it's not their priority. Then you know they're gonna get you know they're still gonna get my uh, everything from me, 
but they're going to get it at the same level as they're giving it to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's and that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an equitable trade. And when they ramp their game up, then I'm going to give them. You know, I'll give their their issues more thought. Yeah. But you know, I can't give, I can't be all things to all people. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't work that way. So, as a coach, what is the worst? You know. Talking, you know, we've we've gone over with Caitlin, the Kate, Caitlin Hogan, and and in all reality, she's a dream athlete to coach. Oh, perfect. And then we go over, you know, the the meathead male, you or I, when we were right. twenty one. What is the worst part about coaching? Uh, What's the worst part about running fucking Waxman's gym? Well, it's not weightlifting related. Yeah. It's all business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything that to do with running a business is challenging especially yeah. when you don't have control over it yeah. like I love like building the culture yeah. and you know I'm just involved with weightlifting really like you know the training IQ the the, the, the like the the, the the remote programming stuff the the other project that you weight all that's great it's exciting yeah. it's the you know the landlord comes and says I owe you know three thousand dollars because of whatever out of the blue yeah. it's the you know, they, oh, we're closing down the parking lot because we have to repave. It's, yeah. it's the shit that I was like, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's the stuff that I hate. And, but look, I come to the, the realization that if you're going to run a business, I don't care what business it is, yeah. you have to be able to be okay with that. Uh, at least not let it make you crazy. Because yeah. I, you know, I keep on lowering my expectations on from the business side. from the business side yeah. as far as like the, the shit that I have to deal with <laughs> so my expectations are so low right now yeah that you're you know, like delightfully surprised if it's a little high. right yeah. right so you know oh three thousand dollars you know to pay this in, in a month okay no problem I mean yeah. I expect it right, let's go <laughs> so instead of getting crazy over it yeah. I just understand it's part of and I think that you had, you sort of touched on this earlier when we were talking at lunch. Like you had, you had said, listen, at the end of the day, if it just comes down to money, I don't fucking care. Like I can right. still survive. I can still, at least, as long as I can pay my bills, right. I can still train someone like Caitlin. And I think that that's something that I took away is that, dude, that those are that, you're having emotional experiences and you're having uh, with her and with coaching that few people will ever fucking right. have on the planet. No, like very few people right. will have these experiences. And I, I think that that, as shitty as it is dealing with, you know, taxes and fucking landlords and all that bullshit, at the end of the day, she goes out and she clean and jerks 118 kilos. That effort that you see that she's right. going to put out and the effort that you put into her together, like that, that's irreplaceable, you know? Oh, you know, it's funny you say that. So we had, the, we had that team meeting today yeah, on the beach yeah. down there, and I'm sitting in that chair, and uh, you know, I I took uh, you know, it's funny, I took a picture. Uh, where is it? So I took this picture, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There we go. And I said to myself, you know, this moment is fleeting. Yeah. Because I I don't know if this is ever going to happen again. Yeah. And you know, every time I come to these things, I understand that this is not the rest of my life. Right. You know, I'm I'm here because I have a great athlete, mm -hmm. and you know, I didn't fuck it up. Yeah. And and that's a good way to fucking put it too. Right. And I know that in two years or three years, you know, I might not 
this not, might not be my experience. Right. So I really try to take a step back when I'm out, when I do these things, and really appreciate this time. Because, you know, that's one thing I didn't do when I was an athlete. Yeah. I never took a moment and said, well, this is pretty cool. Right. Look what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, You're fucking lifting weights. Lifting weights and, you know, just doing these great things. I never, as a, as a, as a kid, uh, at a young adult, I never really took a breath and said, wow, this is cool. Right. And I didn't want to make that same mistake as an adult, as a coach. Um, you know, it was a really emotional moment for me when I, uh, when I went to the Worlds. Yeah. Because, you know, as a lifter, that's what you... That's what you dream about. That's what you dream about. And, you know, I remember I, I, I walked in at night when it was empty and it was lit, you know, and I started to cry. Yeah. Because I'm starting to fucking get <laughs> choked up now. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, because it was just such a meaningful thing, you know. Uh, and uh, I don't care that it's not me out there. I, you know, I'm just, <laughs> you're making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I, I'm here. You know, I'm in this place, and I, and I felt like I belong. Yeah. You know, and I don't take that for granted because a lot of coaches aren't gonna feel that. Yeah. And I'm, ha- I'm, I'm as happy to do it as a coach as I, as I would have been as an athlete. Right. And those more, but that coupled with the fact that this is a fleeting moment in time, I may never get back here. Dude, I think that that's, you know, appreciating that and, and valuing valuing that is what people who aren't here, some people who aren't here don't even think about. It. They're always thinking about the money. They're thinking right. about how can I make money online? How can I make money here? How can I make money there? And at the end of the day, it's like, who gives a fuck, dude? Like, you, you aren't going to die with your money. Like, you're going right. to sit there and you're going to have these fucking memories that are going to be fucking fantastic I mean, 50 years from now we'll be talking about our experience of Santa Domingo exactly you know? and that dude I, I, that's what's funny is I'm sitting there with Ray and I you know Ray was the this is CJ Cummings coach Ray was the first guy when I went on a trip to Malaysia my roommate there and I and I remember every day from, right. from that experience and, and it's and it, I could I could tell you every trip I've taken now because it's it's an experience with yeah. the athlete that, that that you it's it's irreplaceable and, it, and, it, and I think it, that's badass so I want to go into quick because um, I got to go make Haley waffles. <laughs> You're a good coach. <laughs> I want to do. I, I like to do like this little like flash or uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like hot question things. Uh-huh. Like, not, we had two grown men crying in the same. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> this, we're gonna blow up the internet. I think. <laughs> so, um, give me your your top technical model for the snatch, the clean and jerk. Your favorite lifter, and then your favorite, your favorite, like give me two or three favorite books. What do you mean to explain? Like your technical model. If you were like, okay, you have one fucking person, or maybe two, of who you would use oh. as a technical model of the snatch of the clean. It's gear. so my two uh, 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 the the Russian soup Tatiana, Tatiana, yeah. and Quo. Uh, uh, the 58. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. So those are my two, like... Yeah, she's legit as fuck. Uh, those are my two, like, if I want somebody to look at technique, Yeah. those are the ones I Those are the ones I, I, I look at. Yeah, she's especially the... For me, the Taipei girl is always who I'm... And her coach is really cool. I, I became friends with him at the World Universities. Okay. And we kind of talked a little bit. His English is terrible, and I don't speak any Chinese, <laughs> but... So it's an interesting kind of back and forth. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, she's the one that I, she's amazing. And Tatiana, for a big athlete, moves, moves incredible. Yeah. All right, so give me like your top top three books. 
Training, anything. Right now? Maybe give me one training one and then two, whatever. Well, I guess, you know, the most influential books for me, Super Training, okay. Mel Sif, uh, uh, the, uh, Strength, Super Training is a book by Zavrokachansky. And, and Mel Sif, yeah. Uh, that one, I forget the name of it. Uh, uh, a textbook on weightlifting, which okay. is a hard to find. Yeah, book yeah, no, by I have yeah, yeah. That's dude. That's my fucking favorite. That's book. my favorite yeah. book too. I have three copies of that. It's my favorite weightlifting. It's a, book. It's a blue, a blue yes. spiral spiral. Yeah, with the picture. Of it. Yeah, my my buddy and I always call him Vorby. We don't. <laughs> what, what would Vorby do here? Dude, and that's a fucking good book. It's a great book. I'm pissed that you brought that up because I don't like people not knowing that. I well, <laughs> good luck finding it. Yeah. Um. And uh, trying to th- the last so it's influential. It's not. It's the, the fact uh, facts and fallacies of fitness. I think. Okay. It's another Mel Stiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Book. Okay. You know, I I've always like those books. Really, we talked about like being able to ask good questions. Yeah. Those books really got me to ask good questions because okay. I was young and I didn't know a lot. Yeah. And reading through those books, Super Training was, was a game changer for yeah. me. And I mean, it was, I had the edition where there was no table of contents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like a big, yeah. what the fuck? A big cauldron of information you have to kind of sift through. Yeah. But I think the process of sifting through it actually helped. Yeah, yeah. But sure. uh, when, as a young coach, those were the books that, uh, that did the most that for did the most for me. Okay. Yeah. All right, Sean, thanks for being on Dane's platform. This is fucking awesome, and I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Thank you very much. At this time, we want to give a big thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of Dane's Platform. Remember to look out for our next episode and check out our sponsors, EarthFed Muscle, The Acceleration Diet, and Holistic Encapsulations. Peace!